As I walked down the aisle from the shelves, the packages all tried to sell themselves. I'm ten cents off. Buy me, you. I got pink and purple hues. Howard Hughes. Test tube blues. You'll like me, honey, said some salad oil. The figure of my bottle will never spoil. And on my back, there's an offer label for a CD player for your kitchen table. Sorry, sister. You look a little bit too oil slicky for me. This food's fun, it'll get your girls. And the coupon gets your flag that unfurls to the beat of the Spangled Banner song. You better try it now, the offer won't last long. Homeland Security food, you eat it, and it does surveillance inside you the rest of your life. I found out where the produce were, and I bebopped on over there. I said they chemical rated this food with bombs like the plants and the people in Vietnam. Agent Oranges. held a tomato in my hand. It was red but hard, you understand? Tomato, I said, this ain't your natural beauty. You're a drugged-up money-making cutie. Just a pretty face. The folks at Drea love only wealth. They don't give a damn about our health. Shut up and package without love. Tomato, you weren't grown up. You were shoved. Your upbringing's gonna bring me down. Still standing in the produce section of a supermarket, surrounded by people uh, speaking to a tomato. By eating you, I'm gonna bum trip, kid. You done more drugs than I ever did. We're victims of a capitalistic raid, and the folks that picked you were underpaid. Viva Cesar Chavez! The cash register ring awakened me and it brought me out of my fantasy. And I went and I spoke to the counter cat and I told him just where I was at. Here and now. Wow. Wow. I said, Lord knows I got a rumbling gut and my stomach thinks my throat's been cut. But I ain't about to have my insides glued by this poison I call test tube food. You eat it. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, there's plenty of things here you want me to swallow, but my body and soul would still be hollow. Besides, I sing off-key madrigals if I ate a food with 17 syllables. Easier to swallow a scrabble board. Methyl oxide, potassium methyl, was that their regular ethyl? There's Panama red and there's methyl red and one will leave you tired and the other one dead, take your pick. Now through corporate proclivities, some food has radioactivity. 
glowing proof that yours can be a radiant nuclear family. You don't even have to cook it either. You just open the can on the counter and it has a meltdown. So I went to a place where the food was fast serving clone cows raised on pasture land rainforest once. I think I'd rather have some slow food for lunch. But not a corporate burger. It could have come from a septic company merger and it ain't no fun to eat what's in between those buns. Now I ain't quite ready to live just on the rays of the sun like I know some Indian yogis have done. But you are what you eat and how strange you see to go by the name of MSG.
right now while we're waiting for a technical <clears throat> solution to our problems we're playing uh excellent cds we started with charlie morgan's chasmo now now we're listening to fruit of labor North Carolina. Come, come on. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. Come on. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. No empty pockets. No stolen dreams. No broken promises. Ain't what it seems. They're lying to us. Make us forget that, that we the people, that's where the power's at. And not the corporations, they're killing us. Taking all the money, who do we trust? They're lying to us. Make us forget that, that we the people. Okay, this is the B, and uh, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. Labor and Love Radio, and we're sort of curtailed here. We've got some technical problems, which we're trying to solve. So listen up, Labor and Love, playing Fruit of Labor Cooperative. Workers singing, we are family and we ain't too proud to beg for peace and positivity with a groove to make you shake a leg. See, motivation plus liberation to a march ended segregation. There's no nuclear proliferation up in here, up in here, so get your rear in gear. Yeah, here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come, come on, here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come. Here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come, come on, here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come. No empty pockets, no stolen dreams, no broken promises, ain't what it seems. They're lying to us, make us forget that, that we the people, that's where the power's at. And not the corporations, they're killing us. Taking all the money, who do we trust? They're lying to us, make us forget that, that we the people, that's where the power's at. That we the people, that's where the power's at. That we the people. That's where the power's at. Sounds to drive the soul to new heights. As long as the vibe is right. A way to convey a message. A way to push it out to the masses like Curtis Mayfield and James Brown who told Bobby Bird to break it down. Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone with melodious voices and vocal tone. Music to lift the listeners' emotions higher. Sweet honey, war, earth, wind, and fire. So if you're making music, use it to inspire the many, to promote peace and unity in the community and prosperity for the many. We push peace, peace. Justice. justice, equality for all. Because if we all stand together, we can't fall at all, y'all. We can't fall at all. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. Come on. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. Come on. Here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come. 
Here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come, come on, here we come, here we come, here we come now, here we come, here we come. Make my funk the peace funk. Come on, my peace messed up. No bombs. Come on, the peace funk. Come on, my peace stepped on. Make my funk the peace funk. And bring the troops back home. Make my funk the peace funk. I want my peace uncut. Make my funk the peace funk. Come on, my peace messed up. No bombs. Come on, the peace funk. Come on, my peace stepped on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home. Took my baby sister to fight an oil war. Lied about what she was, sent their fighting for. No arms for mass destruction, and still the war goes on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home. So they create foes that make us hate those who look just like us. So that we fight us and the hate goes round and round. It's like round and pound. Would you please stand up? Throw your peace hands up. Come on, I want my sister here and bring my brother home. We don't want your war. We got problems of our own. And now we in the zone. We're gonna win as long as we stand up. Push your peace hands up. Come on. Make my funk the peace funk. I want my peace. Uncut. Make my funk the peace funk. Come on, my peace messed up. No bombs. I want the peace funk. Come on, my peace stepped on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home. Took my baby brother to fight an oil war. Lied about what he was. Sent their fighting for. No arms for mass destruction. Still the war goes on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home. So they create foes that make us hate those who look just like us. So that we fight us and the hate goes round and round. It's like round and pound. Would you please stand up? Throw your peace hands up. Come on, my sister here. Bring my brother home. We don't want your war. We got problems all around. Now we in the zone. We're gonna win as long as we stand up. Push your peace hands up. Come on. Make my funk the peace funk. I want my peace uncut. Make my funk the peace funk. Don't want my peace messed up. No bombs. I want my peace funk. Don't want my peace stepped on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home. Make my funk the peace funk. I want my peace uncut. Make my funk the peace funk. I want my peace messed up. No bombs. I want my peace funk. I want my peace stepped on. Make my funk the peace funk and bring the troops back home.
trips back home. Bring the 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 trips back home. Sometimes I wonder why I spend such lonely nights. Oh, baby, lonely nights. Dreaming of a song, melody, memory. And I'm once again with you when our love was new. Oh, man, each kiss an inspiration. All right, welcome to Labor and Love. Going to have a some somehow uh, abbreviated version. Abbreviated version can't get anything to work today. But we'll go through our regular programming as much as we can. Um, we got some word on uh, pissed off voters guide. We've got. Uh, Let's see. We got we're playing our jazz tape from um, Ken Burns. We played uh, Charlie Morgan highlights and Fruit of Labor highlights. So let's get into some news. Let's get into our credos. These are things we believe in, and hopefully you do too. They're kind of the knot that holds us together, huh? Fritos. 
First of all, the basic formula for this show is if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the table where where the deals are made, the negotiating table at your job, you're on the menu. You're one of those nameless labor guys. No matter how much they say hello or try to be regular with you, you're labor. You're just labor. But if you do have a seat, you're a being. You exist in the negotiation. And remember, the negotiation is about your life. Never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Sounds like Fred McDowell in the background. Um, finally, this is Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. We're a little limited today in what we can do. But we're coming at you from 2781 21st Street, corner of Florida. Come on down tomorrow for the street fair, Mutiny Radio Festival of Comedy, the yearly currents. People come from all over the world, all over the nation, to be here. Thanks to the hard work of our station director, Pam Benjamin, Mutiny Radio has become the center of the underground comedy scene in San Francisco and the Bay Area. So come on down. Okay, we were talking about some credos. And this is the first one, a credo, more like an informational bit. Robert Reich, former Secretary of Labor under Clinton, and sort of the center of... uh, putting out lots of information about the domination of this nation by the richest people and how they're stealing wealth every day from you and me. The reminder that the richest 1% own half the stock market, Reich says, and the richest 10% own almost all, 92% of it. So when people brag about the stock market or say the stock market went up or down, they're not talking about the economy that 90% of us inhabit. Your words were never spoken. Thank you, Mr. Reich. This one is about labor education. And ladies and gentlemen, if you could come away from, from this show with one thing, one thing, it would be the need for labor education. Utah Phillips writes, kids don't have a little brother working in the coal mine. They don't have a little sister coughing her lungs out in the looms of the big mill towns in the Northeast. You don't want to know why? 
because we organized, we broke the back of the sweatshops in this country, and we have child labor laws. Believe me, they were not benevolent gifts from enlightened management. You did not, by and large, see the rich, the owners, saying, oh, gee, you know, those poor kids, uh, they, should, uh, they should be in school. No, no. What you had was, let them work. Their families need the income. They'll learn what it's like to show up. In other words, they'll be wage slaves. Because we organized, we broke the back of the sweatshops in this country. We have child labor laws. Those were not the benevolent gifts from enlightened management. They were fought for, they were bled for, they were died for by working people, by people like us. Kids ought to know that. That's why I sing these songs. That's why I tell these stories, damn it, no root, no fruit. So imagine getting up in the front of a bunch of kids, contemporary kids, and showing them pictures of little kids, their, their peers working, kids as little as four or five years old, or hearing that their mothers would give their kids opium in the morning so they would fall asleep all day long and the mothers wouldn't have to worry about them. That's what this is about. Okay. Mm. Tweedos. When the penalty for aborting after rape is more severe than the penalty for rape, then you know it's a war on women. Like, take a listen to this. Now, a woman gets raped. In some states, she's forced to let the rapist see her baby. In some states, she can go to jail she wants to stop the pregnancy and not go through with it. In some states, her penalty, which might even be death, is far worse than what the rapist gets. So therefore, the implication is the rapist has a right. Rapist has a right rape a woman and then try to be its father he's I'm sorry I can't even go through with that one how about immigrants oh these damn immigrants you know coming across the border and this and that I don't even care if they're undocumented immigrants in this country Without social security numbers, they aren't privy to the welfare people claim they get. The vast majority of them are normal people trying to live a better life. This whole wall, deport the illegals bullshit, is just the 1% convincing the working poor to blame a subset of the working poor for the fact that they're all poor. 
instead of realizing the reason they are all poor is due to the vast income inequality, A-I-E. They're poor because they don't make enough money. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> They're not getting paid enough. Their wages are too low. <laughs> Please use your brains. The existence of another poor person is not why you're poor. Because the people who control everything refuse to increase your wages. Jesse Mimmer, Democratic Socialist of Los Angeles. about this one. So, you're not just not that into politics. Well, your boss is, your landlord is, your insurance company is, and every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage. Maybe it's time to get into politics. You think maybe? This is the B, and you're listening to Labor and Love Radio, sort of an abbreviated version because we're technically limited here. Can't really get the my uh, computer to play to play back, but we'll try to fix it. So those are credos. Those are things that we believe on this show. Okay? They're very basic. They're rooted in the lives of poor people. And I, when I say poor, I mean people who don't have enough money to survive, who don't make enough money to survive. There are plenty of people who are living on the edge day by day. If you want to find out about that and, and see the world from that point of view, get a book by Barbara Ehrenreich, who we just recently lost, by the way. And uh, Barbara puts it down. And she doesn't do like an anthropological study like in her office or something. She takes a whole month and lives the life of someone who's looking for a marginal job. Looking for that life and how people live that life. And the point she makes is that by their low wages, those people are financing. Okay, play some music. We've got uh, Ken Burns Jazz.
Okay, that was a little from uh, the Ken Burns <clears throat> Jazz Collection. We'll play you some more of that in a bit. I want to talk now about the election coming up in November, and there's a thing called the San Francisco League of Pissed Off Voters, which uh, are pretty reliably pro-worker and pro-labor unions, um, anti-greed. <clears throat> so we'll go over some of those recommendations this week and uh, next week. Here, here are the some important days. And if you want to get this, you go to San Francisco League of Pissed Off Voters. Okay, the, the deadline to register is October 19th in San Francisco. You can register to vote at the post office or online at registertovote.ca.gov. You can register on the spot and cast a provisional ballot at any polling place on election day. Early voting has already started on the 11th. Weekend early voting starts at City Hall on the 29th. Election day, November 8th. Mark it down. Polls open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. You're in line by 8 p.m. You can vote. You can also drop your ballot off at any polling place on election day. Drop off your election early at one of the 34 official ballot drop boxes across the city beginning October 10th by 8 p.m. on election day. Where's your polling place? Check. H. HTTPS, sfelections.org, sfelections.org, or call 311 or just go vote at City Hall. If you're going to mail your ballot, you won't need a stamp, but make sure you sign the, the envelope and it's postmarked by Election Day. Didn't get your ballot? Or did you lose it or mess it up? Go request a replacement ballot at City Hall or your polling place. It'll still count. If you forget to register, you can still vote. Go to City Hall or your polling place and tell them you want to register conditionally and vote provisionally. Register conditionally and vote provisionally. People with felony convictions can vote. Even if you're still on parole, you can vote. Re-register at Restore Your Vote uh, website. Don't let the man disenfranchise you. You can almost vote. If you're 16 or 17, pre-register and your registration will automatically be activated when your turn is 18. So let's just go through the state offices first. And they'll tell you how it is. They, they don't automatically back 
Gavin Newsom for governor. In fact, they don't make a choice for, for governor. Governor, no endorsement. Lieutenant Governor, no endorsement. Shirley Weber, woman who came out of the lynch, the lynching South and settled in Los Angeles. Wouldn't let Gavin Newsom fudge his name onto the ballot because he was late with it. Stood up to it. No endorsement for a controller or treasurer. Attorney General Rob Bonta. Rob Bonta, they say, is the real deal. The first Filipino-American to head the Department of Justice. He has a history of fighting for criminal justice reform. As Alameda's assembly member, Bonta wrote AB 329, which abolished cash bail, and later co-authored the law requiring the state to immediately investigate when a police officer kills an unarmed person. Rob Bonta. He's filed amicus briefs in support of pro-equality laws that protect trans children. He's endorsed by literally everyone and has raised millions of dollars against opponents trying to tie him to SF's radical district attorney, Chesa Boudin. And while we are concerned that corporations have poured thousands of dollars into non-profits led by his wife. It wasn't technically illegal. We are balanced this with Bonta's record of leading on public safety by backing bills, enabling Californians to sue gun makers and ghost gun manufacturers. We decided to support this effective statewide voice for community justice, Rob Bonta. They go on to say, vote for Sally Lieber for Board of Equalization. Mountain View City Council member and former State Assembly member with a gleaming progressive record in Sacramento. He's corporate free candidate with lefty platform and endorsements from organized labor. Alex Padilla for Senator. Back when Camilla Harris ran for Secretary of State. And honestly, he did a great job. So we supported him again in 2018. He's been relatively effective and scandal free. Small exception about a grant being awarded to a contract being awarded to a public affairs firm. Anyway, Padilla was an, a 
appointed senator partway through Harris's term. So on this ballot, U.S. senator will appear twice. There's a special Senate election which will determine who will sit in the seat for the special term until January 2023. And there's a regular Senate election which will seat someone with a six-year regular term. Relatively progressive. First Latino to represent California in the Senate. Supports Medicare for all. Pro-choice, LGBTQ plus ally. Has the backing of unions and wants to overturn Citizens United. The SCOTUS decision, which allows unlimited contributions to campaigns. I'd like to see what Senator Padilla could do for a full term. Nancy uh, Pelosi's District 11, no endorsement. David uh, Canepa, a redrawn district that includes a tiny bit of San Francisco, the Excelsior and the Viz Valley. Then it stretches from southern San Francisco down to East Palo Alto. This is Jackie Spears' seat. I have some hesitations about Canepa. He has to answer to a lot of wealthy constituents and has not always come through with progressive actions. He'll need continued pressure from us renters and working families to do the right thing. Okay, so that's, I mean, that's sort of a a once-over on uh, October 16th, I believe. So we'll have at least two more shows where we can feature um, the lower-down races. Pissed off floaters guide. All right, let's see what we can find out here on the labor beat. And the labor beat features stories that I've seen um, through the previous week that illustrate, you know, where the labor movement is at and where it might go. So, let's see. Okay. um, Let's listen to some music here. While I get the labor beat up. I seek a tally, no masia, Rosewag, Seasy, Missile, Kuleko. I seek a tally, no masia, Rosewag, Seasy, Missile, Kuleko. Unzi, 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 Unzi
Mayane. Tina Bantwana, Hase Afrika, Sisi Misili Kuleko. Tina Bantwana, Hase Afrika, Sisi Misili Kuleko. Unzi Mazima Bantwalo, Unfu Nasimayane. Unzi Mazima Bantwalo, Unfu Nasimayane. Tina Bantwana, Hase Afrika, Sisi Misili Kuleko. Tina Bantwana, Hase Afrika, Sisi Misili Kuleko. Unzi Mazima Bantwalo, Unfu Nasimayane. Unzi Mazima Bantwalo, Unfu Nasimayane. It doesn't matter if you should jail us, we are free and kept alive by hope. It doesn't matter if you should jail us, we are free and kept alive by hope. Our struggles, our struggles, our victory will restore our land to our hands. Our struggles, our struggles, our victory will restore our land to our hands. Shake a leg, see motivation plus liberation to a march ended segregation. There's no nuclear proliferation up in here, up in here. So get your rear in gear, yeah. Here we come, here we come, here we come now. Here we come, here we come, come on. Here we come, here we come, here we come now. Here we come, here we come. Here we come, here we come, here we come now. Here we come, here we come, come on. Here we come, here we come, here we come now. Here we come. Here we come. 
Okay, some labor beat. Stories from Life of Labor. Derek Sabas, on the 26th of August, posted on Facebook. Tom Brady had a $1 million loan forgiven. Khloe Kardashian had her $1.25 million loan forgiven. P. Diddy had his $2 million loan forgiven. Reese Witherspoon had her $1 million loan forgiven. Jay-Z and Jared Kushner, both billionaires, had each of their $2 million loans fully forgiven. Numerous members of Congress from both parties had their loans forgiven. And Derek finishes with this. I don't really want to hear anyone annoyed about $10,000 in a student loan debt being forgiven. And he ends it with, shut up. Very good. We've heard this argument again with the uh, gas tax rebates, checks that are going out, and the uh, increase in Social Security But it's not inflation. I guess it doesn't bother inflation. Raised to give all these loans to rich people, rich and powerful people. I guess that doesn't make inflation. What about Joe Bezos? Salaries are obscene salaries. I guess this doesn't doesn't matter, right? <sighs> Good point, though, Derek. Okay, let's start. CEO pay has this is from in these times. <clears throat> CEO pay has soared by nearly one thousand five hundred percent. Since 1978, while workers have been left behind. Read a little from this article. A new study shows that the top executives of the largest corporations in the United States have seen their pay soar by nearly by nearly 1,500 percent over the past 43 years helping to fuel a massive surge in inequality as workers' wages lag. Question, doesn't this make inflation worse? You give a little money to uh, a worker and you think he's going to use it to buy beer and drugs? Well, if you give it to the rich, what are they going to use it on? Cars, properties, who knows? Whatever they want. (laughs) Between 1978 and 2021, according to new research from the Economic Policy Institute, CEO compensation at the 350 largest publicly traded U.S. companies 
rose by an inflation-adjusted 1,460%. In the same period, a typical worker's pay wages rose by 18%. Eighty times, something like eighty times faster. Continued during the coronavirus pandemic, which caused massive economic chaos and job loss for my ordinary workers. Millions lost jobs in the first year of the pandemic and suffered real wage declines due to inflation in the second year. CEOs realized compensation jumped 30.3% between 2009 and 2021. The same among workers who stayed employed, 3.9%. Seven, eight times. Findings come amid fears of global recession, triggered by the central bank's attempt to fight inflation via increasingly aggressive interest rate hikes. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell has been honest. He comes right out and says it. The primary goals of rate hikes are a weaker labor market. Okay, what that means is more workers out of work so their real wages can go down. According to the Fed's own projections, rate increase could throw around 1.5 million people in the U.S. out of work by the end of next year. Powell says, what we hope is to achieve a period of growth below trend, which will cause the labor market to get back into better balance. You're Wages are going to go down to help the economy. When Powell voices his desire to get wages down, he's not referring to the skyrocketing skyrocketing pay of top corporate executives or Wall Street bankers. We've seen their bonuses surge by 1,743% since 1980. As the levers Matthew Cunningham Cook reported early this year, Powell's Fed has declined to implement a law to reduce the skyrocketing skyrocketing paychecks of his former colleagues on the Wall Street. Powell 
2021, the CEOs of top U.S. companies raked in nearly 400 times more pay than the average worker. The escalation of CEO compensation and of executive compensation more generally has fueled the growth of top 1% and top 0.1% incomes, generating widespread inequality. To begin reversing out-of-control CEO pay, API recommends implementing higher marginal income taxes at the very top, which would limit rent-seeking behavior and reduce the incentives for for executives to push for higher pay. Another option is to set corporate tax rates higher for firms that have higher ratios of CEO to worker compensation. An idea proposed by Senator Bernie Sanders in his own Tax Excessive CEO Pay Act bill, which garnered three co-sponsors in the Senate, and 22 in the House, never That's the name of that game. Okay, what else we got here? Um, The strike that started the red wave. Okay, so we're looking back now. Ten years ago, this is in these times, Chicago teachers modeled what a militant fight for public education looks like by walking off the job. A decade later, the legacy of social justice unionism continues to animate the U.S. labor movement. There has been a labor movement uprising against all these vestiges corporate rule, and it began, present movement began with teachers. Here's a personal credo, personal opinion by Jackson Potter, a teacher. On September 10th, 2012, joined thousands of my fellow public school teachers in Chicago and walked off the job. Political developments had shown a range of possibilities for what that fighting back could look like. We had watched intently as protesters took over plazas in Tahrir Square, demanding the overthrow of Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak as well as the crowds occupying the Wisconsin State House to oppose Republican Governor Senator Scott Walker's anti-union Act 10. Chicago resistance to the attacks on teachers required us to defeat one of the most powerful Democratic politicians in the country, then Mayor Rahm Emanuel. 
endure the largest closing of black schools in U.S. history, roar back from the brink of an effort to dismantle public education as we know it. Today, 10 years after the historic 2012 strike, we have seen the educational justice movement mature and become stronger through a decade of strife. In 2012, Chicago Teachers Union CTU strike inspiration to contract negotiations called for bargaining for the public good, the common good, where unions take the responsibility to make demands that would not develop, would benefit not just members, but the larger community. Stephen Lerner, architect of the Justice for Janitors campaign, has pointed out that CTU's 2019 demand for affordable housing for all Chicago's 20,000 homeless students is emblematic of how the labor movement needs to qualify previously considered outside the domain of traditional collective bargaining. So you can go on goes on to describe, you know, some of the some of the strikes, some of the actions that this this one trigger triggered. But the whole point here is very good, bottom line point is that unions need to stand for everybody. All working people. not just the people in unions. The labor movement wins when it is unified. Here, let's see what else. Amarillo meets the miners striking against warrior Met Cole. You grew up listening to heavy music in the 90s or 2000s. You know who Tom Morello is. You're going to probably thrash yourself silly at at least one of his anti-authoritarian battle cries. Okay, let's play some music. When she moves, she's a walking song. That baby's inside her, and it's a kicking its feet. Brother Charlie Morgan, who we lost this year, just celebrated his birthday Thursday. Bounce a little, bounce a belly, out comes a person. You know, she walks leaning back, it's an ancient dance. Nice to see that she tastes romance, that soul's coming through her. The time is right to leave the dark waters and see some sunlight. We sing, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly, out comes a person. Is it a girl or a boy? Oh, no 
nobody know We all take bets at a dollar a throw And we sit on the steps as the sun go down And all the new babies and all the old babies that live in our town Sing, bounce a little, bounce belly Bounce a little, bounce belly Bounce a little, bounce belly Out comes a person Tonight's the night, everybody run in circle to do what they can to help out the miracle. Mama breathing hard with wall of her might. Newborn singing, I'll be your baby tonight. We're saying, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. Now bring baby out under soft, quiet light. Keep baby warm and treat baby right. Now give baby a drink from that hopeful breath. And mama and baby take a rest and be blessed. We sing, bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a person. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Bounce a little, bounce a belly. Out comes a brand new person. I forgot, I forgot I left my car somewhere in the parking lot I forgot, I forgot My car keys, they're right here No, they're not I had a job lined up over the hill On the business end of a great big drill I could have made some money paying my bills But I spent my jack chasing too many jills Cause I forgot, I forgot I run out of coins to put in the memory slot I forgot, I forgot My money, it's right here, no it's not I had an idea for the world's greatest tune Rolling down the road neath a great big moon I won't forget it this time around Next off ramp, I'll ride it down but I forgot, I forgot My memory just got sacked by Ronnie Lott I forgot, I forgot My glasses, they're in the case No, they're not Thoughts come and go, a million a second That's a conservative count of thoughts I reckon In boomer world, we tries and cries But we still put our nose drops in our eyes because things are not just what they seem. Quick, Scotty, up the beam, because I forgot to remember to tell myself to remind me to confirm with somebody else. Because I forgot, I forgot. Great story I had to tell, but I forgot the plot. I forgot, I forgot. My computer even forgot to calm my dot. The last verse of the song ain't just no simple filler. Musicians say it's really killer. 
I wrote a Chuck Berry tight to fit. Now, if only I could remember it. But I forgot. I forgot. I left my car somewhere in the parking lot. I forgot. I forgot. Well, my car keys, well, <laughs> they're right here. No, they're not. Now, where are those little yellow pieces of sticky paper that I'm supposed to have that I stick on things to remember? I forgot where I put them. And where's that little black electronic box with a little red button on it that's supposed to help me find my car in the parking lot? I forgot where I put it. I guess I just forgot. Okay, well, that was the beginning of something Amarello. Okay, Tom Morello uh, singing an old Union Listen to some more Charlie. This food's fun, it'll get your girls. And the coupon gets your flag that unfurls to the beat of the Spangled Banner song. You better try it now, the offer won't last long. Homeland Security food, you eat it, and it does surveillance inside you the rest of your life. I found out where the produce were, and I bebopped on over there. I said they chemical rated this food with bombs like the plants and the people in Vietnam. Agent Oranges. I held a tomato in my hand. It was red but hard, you understand. Tomato, I said, this ain't your natural beauty. You're a drugged up money making cutie. Just a pretty face. Folks that drew your love, only wealth, they don't give a damn about our health. Shut up and package without love. Tomato, you weren't grown up, you were shoved. Your upbringing's gonna bring me down. Still standing in the produce section of a supermarket, surrounded by people uh, speaking to a tomato. By eating you, I'm gonna bum trip, kid. You done more drugs than I ever did. We're victims of a capitalistic raid and the folks that picked you were underpaid. Viva Cesar Chavez! 
cash register ring awakened me and it brought me out of my fantasy. And I went and I spoke to the counter cat and I told him just where I was at, here and now. Wow. Wow. I said, Lord knows I got a rumbling gut and my stomach thinks my throat's been cut. But I ain't about to have my insides glued by this poison I call test tube food. You eat it. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah, there's plenty of things here you want me to swallow, but my body and soul would still be hollow. Besides, I sing off-key madrigals if I ate a food with 17 syllables. Easier to swallow a scrabble board. Methyl oxide, potassium methyl, was that their regular ethyl? There's Panama red and there's methyl red, and one will leave you tired and the other one dead, take your pick. Now through corporate proclivities, some food has radioactivity. Glowing proof that yours can be a radiant nuclear family. You don't even have to cook it either. You just open the can on the counter and it has a meltdown. So I went to a place where the food was fast serving clone cows raised on pasture land or rainforest once. I think I'd rather have some slow food for lunch. But not a corporate burger. It could have come from a septic company merger and it ain't no fun to eat what's in between those buns. Now I ain't quite ready to live just on the rays of the sun like I know some Indian yogis have done. But you are what you eat and how strange you see to go by the name of MSG. Okay, looking for Tom Morello. And um Well, something happened to that. We had Tom Morello playing. Live. Um, we're looking at a movement now that's really, really 
has to be dealing with social justice. Um, these these um, salaries of corporate CEOs and not just them, you know, the people who are just coming into the force now. All this wealth is coming from us. It's to the point where we're being given wealth as we are as little tiny droplets aid. Um, and that's seen as a way to Waste money, I guess. It's and anyway, I have it in my Omri. Let's go on to the next. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said that it would all be fine. But to get where we're going. Okay, well, that's, that was part of uh, Tom Morello singing Hold the Line, an old labor song, by the way. Morello has been a loud and proud supporter of unions and workers' rights for decades and has popped up on many a picket line. During his most recent appearance on The Tonight Show, he shouted out work striking workers from a number of unions, including the United Mine Workers of America, and created a new labor anthem with the song, Hold the Line. Despite, despite some dedicated efforts, the strike hasn't gotten much media attention. 
tucked away in the backwoods of Tuscaloosa County, a good 40-mile, 40-minute drive from Birmingham. A historic, protracted battle for dignity, safety, and fairness has been taking place between a Wall Street-owned coal company and a thousand blue-collar workers, families and dreams. But unless you know someone involved or are already paying attention, chances are you've missed the story entirely. As Marella told me in an interview, a UMWA staffer tweeted to him about it, and once Marilla spotted the message, the gears started turning. A week or so later, he was standing in a field outside local 2397 Union Hall, checking his famous Arm the Homeless guitar with help from a bearded retired coal miner, coal miner who proudly bears the nickname Uncle Santa. Okay, so that's Tom Morello. Strike that started it all. Average American working. Now here's an eye opener. We already have some stats about how hard Americans work compared to people in other developed societies. This one claims from the Business Insider, the average American worker takes less vacation time than a medieval peasant. Boy, let's check this one out. This is from a a person named Lynn Paramore, Reuters. Life for the medieval peasant was certainly no picnic. His life was shattered by fear of famine, disease, and bursts of warfare. His diet and professional personal hygiene left much to be desired. But despite his reputation as a miserable wretch, you might envy him one thing, his vacation. Plowing and harvesting were back-breaking toil. The peasant enjoyed anywhere from eight weeks to half the year off. The church, mindful of how to keep a population from rebelling, enforced frequent mandatory holidays. Weddings, wakes, and births might mean a week off, coughing ale to celebrate. And when wandering jugglers or sporting events came to town, the peasant expected time off for entertainment. There were labor-free Sundays, and when the plowing and harvesting seasons were over, the peasant got time to rest too. Well, they're certainly painting a you know a nice picture here. It says you your Sundays were labor-free, but you did have to go to church all day, probably. In fact, economist Juliet Shore found that during periods of particularly high wages such as 14th century England, peasants might put in no more than 150 days a year. As for the modern American worker, after a year on the job, she gets an average of eight vacation days annually. 
Want to look up the reason the railroad was some of the railroad workers have neglected their the the deal that their union won for them. The average American worker after a year on the job gets an average of eight vacation days annually. It wasn't supposed to turn out that way. John Maynard Keynes, one of the founders of modern economics, made a famous prediction that by 2030, advanced societies would be wealthy enough that leisure time, rather than work, would characterize national lifestyle. So far, that forecast is not looking good. As the imbalance, as the Distortion of money. It's a system called capitalism, but it includes extortion of money from working classes to owning classes. I remember when I was uh, in school, and there were all these predictions about what would people do with all their leisure. And... Um, they're not going to do anything. They're going to keep working. The lords, the 0.1%, whatever we call them. What happened? Some cite the victory of the modern eight-hour-a-day, 40-hour work week over the 70 or 80 hours a 19th-century worker spent toiling as proof that we're moving in the right direction. But Americans have long since kissed the 40-hour week. If you know people who are working the 40-hour week, they aren't, there aren't very many of them. When workers fought for a new eight-hour workday, they weren't trying to get something radical and new, but they're trying to restore what their ancestors had enjoyed before industrial capitalists and electric light bulbs came on the scene. Go back 200, 300, or 400 years, and you find that most people did not work very long hours at all. In addition to relaxing during long holidays, the medieval peasant took his sweet time eating meals, and the day often included time for an afternoon snooze. Workday model. In the West, we a workday is the whole, the whole day, nine to five, eight to five. Eat your lunch in a, in a break and go back to work after a half hour, an hour. In more civilized societies, people go home around one o'clock in the. Stay home for several hours and then come back to work. Fast forward to the U.S. Our ancestors may not have been rich, but they had an abundance of leisure. The U.S. is the only advanced country with no national vacation policy whatsoever. 
Many Americans must keep on working through public holidays and vacation days often go unused. Even when we finally carve out a holiday, many of us answer emails and check in, whether we're camping with the kids or trying to kick back on the beach. Some blame the American worker for not taking what is her due. But in a period of consistently high unemployment, which the bosses like, by the way, high unemployment, Job insecurity and weak labor unions, employees may feel no choice but to accept the conditions set by the culture and the individual. It's 1980s, things have gone steadily downhill. With secure long-term employment slipping away, people jump from job to job, though seniority no longer offers the benefits of additional days off. Rising trend of hourly and part-time work choked by the Great Recession means that for many, the idea of a guaranteed vacation is a dim memory. Well, that was a nice thing to find out. <laughs> that we have more, more uh, money we more time, more leisure than we used to. Here's one. Uh, if you're watching the baseball playoffs, as I am, what a wonderful thing, you know. Get a little snack or something prepared and kick back. Watch wall to wall to wall to wall games. Here's one, Major League Baseball and its treatment of it, minor league players. Okay. The baseball heroes you see on TV are not the only people who play the game for money. There's a vast universe of minor league players. And historically, these players have been underpaid and subject to extremely difficult working conditions. Long, some often nighttime rides and rickety buses, starvation wages. A lot of them just do it for love and hope that they'll strike it. You know, have a good year and get kicked up to the big to the big leagues. Doesn't happen. But it happens. Here it is, Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association on Saturday finalized the card check agreement. Expected to formalize the league recognizing the union as the bargaining representative for a unit of minor league players in excess of 5,000 members. The agreement in which the ML BPA will present union authorization cards in Wednesday to be counted by a neutral arbiter is the latest step in the rapid unionization of minor league players and sets up the parties to negotiate for a collective bargaining agreement. 
parties plan to begin negotiations in the off-season in hopes of striking an agreement before the 2023 minor league season. 5,000 members. So we say, let's see, 25 times 30. There are about 750 uh, major league ball players. So this is seven times that number. By voluntarily recognizing minor league's desire to unionize with the MLBPA, which was first announced by MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred on Friday. The league is hastening what people on both sides saw as inevitable. The MLBPA representing a wide swath of minor league players, including all who play in the four domestic levels, as well as those at team complexes in Arizona and Florida. The league's decision to recognize, earn praise from President Joe Biden and other politicians amid a labor landscape in which some large corporations have engaged in anti-union drives. Of course, the major leagues uh, were always anti-union, always. They did everything they could to resist the union and uh, did everything they could to break to break the strike when a real labor leader like Marvin Miller came. All right, with the support of player leaders, the MLBPA sent out a union authorization cards on August 28th. Rapid return favored unionization, and less than two weeks later, Minor league players are now formalities away from that reality. What every brave young man should. So why, he asks the darkness, does it all hurt like a lie? Then his mother comes in, cause she feels him. The darkness becomes soft and warm. With a kiss and a hug and a little bit of compassion, he's asleep and weathered his own important little storm. Sail away, little person, in your warm trundle bed and sing me the day's final sigh. And may your seatbelt be tight as you cruise on through the night, may you always have someone to kiss you sheep she by. Cause sun flew away till morning. Moon come to see us, see us through. Round the corner of the starlight, tomorrow wakes up for you. So don't you go to bed with the blues.
Time for me to get out of here. It's been a rather confused day, but hopefully the message came through. One person gets a dollar they didn't work for. Someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. You don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work. You're on the menu. And never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. So good day and good work. Honor labor. Plus liberation to a march into segregation. There's no nuclear proliferation up in here, up in here to get your rear in gear. 
She said, the smoking gun of her finger in my face, fuck poetry. You don't write poetry for me anymore. You write excuses. Oh, I've hurt your feelings again. Here's another poem. Oh, I've disrespected your body again. Here's another poem. Fuck poetry. You're not a poet, you're a snake oil salesman. You don't have relationships, you have anecdotes. I'm not your girlfriend, I'm your material. You take every sweet moment we've shared, every intimate detail, every secret, and twist it into laughter at your stupid poetry slams. That's not poetry, that's robbery. You rob a relationship of meaning in front of audiences who cheer you on. I used to love your poetry. I was so flattered the first time you wrote a poem about me. It was so sweet, all that talk. Curves in her hips and a smile on her lips and a little round belly just like a real woman should. But now I see through your shit. Fuck poetry. You don't write fo poetry. You write foreplay. You write propaganda. You prostitute your abilities on self-centered conquests. I'm not your muse. You're fuck up self-esteem, your hunger for acceptance, that's your muse. Fuck poetry. And you know what? Fuck Bukowski too. As a matter of fact, fuck Ginsburg. Fuck Ferlinghetti and Kerouac. Fuck Snyder and Burroughs and Rexroth. Fuck Bob Holman and Mark Smith. Fuck consonants and syllabants and assonants and alliteration. Fuck free verse and sestinas and quatrains and fucking limericks and haiku. Fuck moon, spoon, june. Fuck soulmate, partner, friend. Fuck lover. Fuck mother. Fuck God, Jesus, and all the disciples. Fuck poetry. Nothing is holy. Nothing is holy. Nothing is holy. Nothing is holy. I don't need your goddamn poetry boy i need a man i need a real man who's not gonna hide behind his word processor and his barnes and noble journal i need a man you're gonna be that man you're gonna be my man to go shopping you want to write poetry for me fine put down your pen and love me a poem, respect me a poem. Eric, I need you to stop fucking around and just be poetry.
poetry, she said, the smoking gun of her finger in my face. Fuck poetry. You don't write poetry for me anymore. You write excuses. Oh, I've hurt your feelings again. Here's another poem. Oh, I've disrespected your body again. Here's another poem. Fuck poetry. You're not a poet. You're a snake oil salesman. You don't have relationships. You have anecdotes. I'm not your girlfriend. I'm your material. You take every sweet moment you shared, every intimate detail, every secret, and twist it into laughter at your stupid poetry slams. That's not poetry, that's robbery. You rob a relationship of meaning in front of audiences who cheer you on. I used to love your poetry. I was so flattered the first time you wrote a poem about me. It was so sweet, all that talk, curves in her hips and a smile on her lips and a little round belly just like a real woman. Reverse your role, reclaim your mind, and take control. Role reversal, reverse your role, reclaim your mind, and take control. Listen, role reversal, reversal of your role. Reverse of something new will bring you back to something old. Reverse of physical will lead you straight into the soul. Hot to cold, new to old, flip the flow, now you know. If you reverse the ceiling, then you would have the floor. Benighted in reverse would bring about the law. Hmm, seem complicated? Just reverse your role. Inversion of equation make it easy to unfold. If you was not in day, then you would be in night, which places you in darkness instead of in the light. Now flip the role reversal, identify the law. It's the knowledge infinite, illuminated from the core. If you reverse the weak, then you would have the strong. If you were standing here, but in reversal, you'd be gone. Reversal of the fall would bring about the rise. Oppression lift around would be oppressor's demise. Reversal of a loss, and you would have a win. Some reverse selling now, but they still buying in. Reality's a game that most is playing with their minds. Our role reverse the curse to bring division to the blind. Role reversal, reverse your role. Reclaim your mind, come on and take control. Role reversal, reverse your role. Reclaim your mind. If you reverse, get down, that means you must get up. Reverse of apathetic means that now you give a fuck. Reversal of your bondage will surely set you free. If you reverse your blindness, then maybe you can see. To follow in reverse would mean you'd have to leave. Harvest row reversal means that you've been planting seeds. Reverse confusion and you will understand. Reverse your chaos and maybe you will have a plan. Reverse the suckers and you will find real men. Reverse procrastination, evolution can begin. Flip the atheist and you will have believers. Turn honesty around and you Reveal deceivers, reverse vanity, and you become more humble. Reverse the jailhouse rock and watch us babble on 
reverse. Bitching from fact, wicked to whack, lies from truth reverse. Fantasy now does this equal you. Roll reverse, reverse your roll. Come on, reclaim your mind and take control. Roll reverse, reverse your roll. Reclaim your mind and take control. Reverse who love a healthy man would be a man that's sick. If garland rip poetry, let me see your light the slick. Drop the beat quick, hear the phrase I kick. If I did not know God but then, then I'd be poor, not rich. Some will call me queen, later on reverse the bitch. Reverse of life eternal means you dwelling in a ditch. Illiterate reverse would mean that you could read. Reverse a human making love or animals that breed. If you reverse your color, it's absent, you have none. Border roll reversal means now you're having fun. If you want to save our people, reverse the finger from the trigger. 